Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to New Life, Life Arriving Church, where we create opportunities for purpose to connect with God, know His promise, understand His purpose, and maximize their God-given potential as they serve each other. Today we want to welcome you in our midst. We want to welcome those who are here and those who are listening. And we want to rejoice today because today is the day that the Lord has made. It's another day that we are given an opportunity to come together and to just praise the Lord. Today we want to thank the Lord first and foremost for being with us. We welcome Him this morning in our midst. And we say, Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome in our midst this morning. We thank you, God, that you are here with us. We thank you that you came to be with us. We thank you, Father God, that this place is filled with your presence. We thank you, Father, that whatever situation, whatever mindset, whatever perspective, whatever crisis there are in our lives today, we come and we lay them down before you. And we wait in expectation for you to respond, Lord. Lord, we thank you that where there is depression, where there is discouragement, where there is discontentment, Lord, we thank you that you, God, can remove our sorrow and give us joy. Thank you, Father, God, that you can turn our morning into dancing. Thank you, Father, that you have the ability and the power to speak into our lives and things change. And so, Father, we thank you this morning that we are here to give together to just exalt you and we say be exalted this morning God. Let the throne, the, the, the robe of your temple fill, let the robe of your train, let the train of your robe fill this temple. Father we thank you Lord God that where two or three are gathered you are there because we know that we are more than two. We know you are here God. And so Lord we just say welcome Holy Spirit. We declare that this place is sealed off for the Holy Spirit. We declare that nothing God can enter. Nothing God can take, can take precedence but you. No one can be exalted. No one will be glorified but you. And so, Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you that you're here. We thank you, Father. We thank you, God, that you, you are here. And we say, God, let our hearts burn with praise. Let everything that is inside of us praise you. Let everything inside of us give you thanks and honor you just because of who you are. Father, we just worship you. Father, we just magnify you. Father, we just exalt you and say, there is none like you, God. None who is as holy as you are holy. None who can take your place. And so, Father, we pray not only for ourselves, but we pray for every believer around the world this morning, wherever your people are gathered. Oh, we pray that you will be exalted. We pray for those this morning who are unable to pray. We pray for those this morning who are able to, to cry out to you. We pray for those who are sick this morning. We pray for those this morning who are shutting and unable to attend church. We pray this morning all for those who do not know you. And oh, we pray this morning that the cries of the hearts of your people will come. We cry out this morning on behalf of those who have no voice. And we say, Lord God, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit and be with your people. Come Holy Spirit and respond to the needs of those who have need, God. Lord, for those who are struggling this morning. For those who are weak this morning. For those this morning who are, who are hopeless. God, oh, we pray that you will come and bring hope this morning. And bring the peace and the joy and the love, God, that only you know how to give. And so, Father, we wait upon you this morning. We wait upon you this morning, God, to come. We know, Father God, that you're already here, but we ask for your presence in a tangible way. Manifest your presence this morning, God. Manifest your spirit this morning. Manifest your power this morning. Where there are sick among us, God, oh, we thank you for the healing virtue of Christ this morning. Where there is discouragement, God, we thank you that you are the hope bearer this morning. Father, we wait upon you this morning, God. We wait upon you. You are our strength. You are our deliverer. You are our sustainer. You are our refuge, God. David said, I run to you, and in you, God, I find shelter. In you, I'm safe. 
And so we run to you this morning, God. And we ask you to encourage us, God, where we are discouraged. We ask you this morning, God, to lift the heaviness from around us. Lift the burden, Lord God, from around us. May we lay our burdens on you, God. Commit our ways and our thoughts and our concerns to you, God. And watch you carry them. So this morning, God, as we worship you, as we exalt you this morning, God, be enthroned in our midst. Be enthroned, Father God, this morning, God. Lord, we pray that everything in us will give you praise. Everything, every breath, every, every part of our being will give you praise because you alone are worthy. You alone are worthy to be praised, Father. So be exalted, God. Be exalted this morning, Father. Be exalted, God. We worship you, God. We worship you. We worship you. We will not give in to the discouragement. We will not give in, Father God, to the things that are happening, to the thoughts in our minds. We will not give in. But we will soar on wings as eagles. Because our God is the wind beneath our wings. And so, Father, we pray this morning, God, that as you come, God, we, and be enthroned, God, we will exalt you. We will magnify you. We will edify you. We will revere you, God. We will be in awe of your wonder, of your majesty, of your might, of your splendor, God. We will worship you, King of Kings. We will worship you, Lord of Lords. We will worship you, the great I am, because there is no one God like you. And so, Father, we bless your name this morning. We encourage you this morning. We encourage our spirits and our souls and each other this morning. And we say, come, let us wait upon the Lord. Come, let us magnify the Lord. Come, let us exalt him for he is worthy to be praised. We speak to the atmosphere. And we say, oh, atmosphere around us. Let everything, let creation, let everything around us praise the Lord this morning. We decide this morning that we will lay our tears down. We will lay our burdens down. And we will praise you, God. We will honor you, King of Kings. We will honor you, Lord of Lords. We will honor you, the great I am. And so, Lord, we just bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. The scripture reading this morning is Psalms 5 from verse 10. To 12. Actually, I'm sorry, from verse 11 to 12, and Psalm 98. Psalm 5, 11 to 12. Read as follows. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them be ever let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a sheep. Psalm 98 says, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst in jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the heart, with the harp and the sound of singing, with the trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people with equity. Let us give thanks to the Lord and be joyful before him this morning. Let us praise his name forever and ever. So let us come and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Yes, Lord. Praise the Lord.
Yeah.
So Lord, you give us joy down deep in our souls. We thank you for this opportunity to be able to praise you. We thank you that everything in our beings is praising you even now. Lord, your word says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Lord, the truth is, your word also said that if, the rock, if we don't praise you, the rock will cry out. And so we choose to praise you. We choose to bring a sacrifice of praise as we come into your presence. And now we want to continue our sacrifice of praise with our offering, tithes and offering. As we bring it to the Lord, prepare your tithes and offerings. Each word has its own unique nuance, but they all basically refer to the feeling of joy and happiness. Now what makes these biblical joy words interesting is noticing the kinds of things that bring happiness, and also seeing how joy is a key theme that runs through the whole story of the Bible. Let's start with sources of joy. On page one of the Bible, God says that this world is very good. So naturally, people find joy in beautiful and good things of life. 
like growing flocks or an abundant harvest on the hills. The poet of Psalm 104 says a good bottle of wine is God's gift to bring joy to people's hearts. People find joy at a wedding or in their children. There's even a Hebrew proverb that compares the joy that perfume brings to your nose with the joy a good friend brings to your heart. However, human history isn't just a joy fest. The biblical story shows how we live in a world that's been corrupted by our own selfishness, it's marked by death and loss, and this is where biblical faith offers a unique perspective on joy. It's an attitude God's people adopt, not because of happy circumstances, but because of their hope in God's love and promise. So when the Israelites were suffering from slavery in Egypt, God raised up Moses to lead them free. And the first thing the Israelites did was sing for joy. Even though they were in the middle of a desert, they were vulnerable, the promised land was still far away, they rejoiced anyway. Later biblical poets looked back on this story and they remembered how the Lord caused his people to leave with joy, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. This joy in the wilderness, this was a defining moment, a way of saying that the joy of God's people is not determined by their struggles, but by their future destiny. This theme appears later in Israel's story, when Israel suffered under the oppression of foreign empires. The prophet Isaiah looked for a day when God would raise up a new deliverer like Moses. That's when those redeemed by the Lord will return to Zion with glad shouts, with eternal joy crowning their heads, happiness and joy will overtake them. And while the Israelites waited, they chose joy to anticipate their future redemption. This is why it's significant that when Jesus of Nazareth was born, it was announced as good news that brings great joy. We're told that Jesus himself rejoiced and gave thanks to God his Father when he began to announce the kingdom of God. He even taught his followers the same joy in the wilderness, saying, when people reject you or persecute you for following me, Rejoice, be very glad, because your reward is great in heaven. After his death and resurrection, Jesus commissioned his followers to go out and announce the good news that he was the risen king of the world. And as they did so, the early Christian communities were known for being full of joy, even when they were persecuted. Like when the Apostle Paul was sitting in a dirty Roman prison, he could say that he's chosen joy, even if he gets executed. He called this the joy of faith, or joy in the Lord. He believed it was the gift of God's Spirit, a sign that Jesus' presence is with you, inspiring hope in the midst of hardship. And when you believe that Jesus' love has overcome death itself, joy becomes reasonable in the darkness of circumstances. Now this doesn't mean that you ignore or suppress your sorrow. That's not healthy or necessary. Paul often expressed his grief about missing loved ones or losing friends or his own freedom. He called it being full of sorrow and yet rejoicing. As he acknowledged his pain, he also made a choice to trust Jesus that his loss wouldn't be the final word. This is very different from the trite advice to turn that frown upside down. Christian joy is a profound decision of faith and hope in the power of Jesus' own life and love. And that's what biblical joy is all about. Good morning, everyone. What a pleasure it is to be in the house of the Lord. Today we give thanks for another opportunity, another day, a new day, another day to thank God for his goodness towards us. And as we, uh, we go into the sermon, I just take a couple seconds to ask God's blessing upon this word. Father, we thank you for bringing us here. We thank you, God, for your words, for the exhortation, for the promises, for the comfort, for the joy that you've given us, God. I pray, mighty God, that as I stand before you and I stand before this congregation, God, that my words, Father, will leave an impact, Father, that my words will add value, God. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father, that you bless the rest of our service, God, and you bless our going on, Father, and you look upon us as we move away from here, God. Thank you, Father, for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Joy. 
on this, the third week of Advent, our theme is joy. And focus more on the joy and not so much on the Advent. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. 
For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And how do we stay joyful? We spend time with our joyful God regularly. We cultivate the fruit of His Spirit, of which joy is a component. We read His Word, and His Word provides encouragement for every situation. We're obedient to Him because we derive great joy from pursuing God and knowing that knowing what He requires of us and being obedient to His will. We focus on God as the source of our strength and the strength of our lives. We keep our eyes firmly fixed on our Father who will take our eyes off our temporary circumstances and the temporary circumstances of this world. Thank you. We thank you, Sister Tamar, for sharing with us this morning about what the Lord has placed on your heart in terms of joy. And she says, joy of the Lord is our strength. She says, she, she also shared with us how, how we can remain joyful. She said, we remain joyful by cultivating the Spirit. We remain joyful by reading the Word of God. We remain joyful by spending time with God, the one who is the originator of joy. And we maintain joy by keeping our eyes on God. And I remember in Isaiah 26, he says, I will keep in perfect peace those whose eyes are stayed on him. And we recognize more and more that once you remove your eyes from God, once you take your eyes from God and put your eyes on your crisis or your struggles or your situation, it depletes or erodes you of that peace and that joy that you can have. And so this morning, we all want to persist, push. Joy is being persistent, right? Pushing beyond the norm, pushing beyond your experience, pushing beyond what you're feeling, pushing beyond what is actually happening in your life, pushing beyond the fear and the doubts and the, the mistrust and everything that will come to, to remove that which you have. Because joy happens from the inside. There's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is temporal. Happiness is dependent on your outward things, the outward circumstances being right. But joy is happening on the inside that thing, despite the things that are happening around me, despite the news that I'm hearing, despite the things that are going on that I have no control over. I will remain joyful because I will be in connection. I will align myself with the one who is the originator of joy himself. And so this morning, I, I am mindful that there are, others, there are persons around us, there are persons listening that may not be experiencing that joy this morning. And you may not experience joy because you did not know or you do not know the joy giver and the joy maker. You may not be experiencing joy because the circumstances that you crisis around you have been of such that you have taken your eyes off God and you are looking at the bank account, you are looking at the joblessness, you are looking at the kids, you are looking at your marriage, you are looking at something that is causing you to be to not to be joyful. And the Lord is calling us this morning. He said, I am your joy giver, I am your strength. When you have joy, think about it, when you're joyful, you are so of strength and, and vigor. And when joy is gone, it's like your lackluster. Your, your, your limbs, your body, your, your the entire being responds to how you feel. And so this morning we're saying, take our eyes off our situation. Stop looking at the thing that you do not have. Which is invariably stop to check and make a list of what you don't have. And what you do have, you recognize that you have far more than you don't have. But time, sometimes we become overwhelmed because our eyes are no longer on God. And we're fixing our eyes on our situation. So this morning, I want to speak to those who have difficulties with their children. Struggling and wondering, what's happening with my children or with my grandchildren? They're not where you want them to be. 
or you're struggling in terms of what's happening with my finances. When I look at my bank account, the reality is that there is nothing. I am in the red, I am in the negative. Or you may be looking at your own marriage and you're saying, what's happening with my marriage? My marriage is not growing, it's not where I want it to be. Or you may be single and you're saying, I don't desire to be single. But God is saying to you today, I am the joy giver. And once you stay in alignment with me, once you push beyond what is evidence, once you push beyond the very things that are tangible now in your life, once you cultivate the Holy Spirit in your life and allow him to come and to dwell with you and to spend time with him and to speak to him and to hear him speak back to you. Once you read your word and the word becomes like food that encourages your spirit and you keep your eyes on him, he promises the strength. He promises that joy will be your portion. And so this morning I am Speaking to those who don't know him, today is a day to be joyful. Today you're given an opportunity because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy himself is here. Jesus came that we might have joy. He came that we might have joy. Joy, joy, joy. He came giving hope. He came giving peace. He came giving joy. So my peace, my joy I give unto you. Not the joy of the world, because the joy, the world, the joy, as I said before, is temporary. I am good because something is happening. I am feeling happy because something is happening and I'm, and I'm experiencing I have money. I have everything going the way I want it to go. But God is saying to you, no, today I am your joy giver. I come and I give you joy that despite what is happening, despite the thing that you're seeing in your life, I can give you joy. And so today, if you don't know that joy giver, I'm asking you today to, just, to surrender your heart to him. And it's easy. It is saying, Lord, I need you. Forgive me for the time that I have not recognized you. Forgive me for the time that I've tried to do things my own way. Forgive me for the sins in my life, things that I have done that are displeasing unto you. Forgive me. Come into my heart and make yourself a Lord. Come into my heart and be elevated. Come into my heart and be glorified. Come into my heart, God, and be the one who runs the affairs of my heart and my life. No longer God, do I want to be in control of my destiny. No longer do I want the things in my life to determine how my days go. I want you, God, to be in control. And as you ask him to come in and to forgive you of your sins and to forgive you of all the things that you have done wrong, the lie you've told, the unforgiveness that lies in your heart, the different things that you, are, you have done, that whether they are morally, because sometimes we think that they are only morally wrong, but things that we do that are displeasing to God. He comes, once you ask him, he comes. He's a faithful God, he comes. And when he comes, he comes and he accepts you as he is. And he says, my daughter, my son, I am here. The one who gives you strength is here. The one who can save you from your sins and save you even from yourself is here. The joy giver is here. He is the one who can give you access to the Father. After this morning, if you have walked away from the Lord because you were disappointed, He's saying to you, come back my child. Come back. You have tried it your way. You have done it your way. You have been doing it your way and it didn't work out. Come back. I did it my way. The song says, I did it my way. And at the end of life, he said, I did it my way. And what did it have? What happened? Nothing good. And he said, God is saying to us today, do not continue to do it your way, my child. Come back to me. 
come back to me. And for those who are continuing in him, ever so often the enemy of your souls comes with fear and doubt. And he comes and he shows you things that steals our rock of your job. But God is saying today, come. The unspeakable joy, the joy that creation understands. And you, you look outside and you look at the, 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 the tree and the wind move and you see that joy the trees are experiencing. And God is saying to you, come back my child. Come, come and experience the joy that I have. That unspeakable joy that causes us to trust in him. That joy that overwhelms our souls. That joy that though the situations are of such, though the children are not aligning themselves with your will as a parent, though the money is not coming in and the job is not what you want, God is saying, my joy I give you. So come today and experience the joy of the Lord. Come today and experience God's joy. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. So we recognize that there is a need to trust in God to experience that joy. Joy cannot happen outside of God, a relationship with God. And so that you may overflow with hope. So we recognize that joy and peace also gives hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. As we trust in God today, as we believe in God today, as we draw close to God today, we experience His joy and His peace. And we experience that hope that overflows on the inside. And so, Father, I thank you today for your joy. Your joy, God. Your joy that sometimes we cannot explain because we don't even know why we are feeling the way we are feeling because it's something that is happening, something that is bubbling up, something that is happening on the inside that is transforming us. That in reality, if you stop to think, and you say, how can I be joyful when all of this is, these things are going wrong? But it's because we trust in you, God. Because we know you, because we align ourselves with you, because we come, God, and we push, we persistently and consistently push beyond what's happening. And so the joy giver, we thank you this morning. The joy maker, we thank you this morning. The unspeakable joy that you give, we welcome into our hearts and our lives this morning. And Father, we just bless you this morning. We thank you this morning. We declare today that we will trust you and we will overflow with the joy and peace and the hope that comes from the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.